This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. How are you? Good. Yeah, um, good. Better. Like improving. Like still... Same old me, just not enough self-care and too much other people shit. Dude, me too, to the point where mm. I'm on, like, meds now, and oh, so yeah. far it's pretty good. Any value? Yeah. You know, I'm a little bit nervous about it. I'm Like, it makes me a little bit anxious. Yeah. But so far, so good. Yeah, sick. No, good on you, Gooey. I've, like, my psych just took, just left to take maternity leave. Oh, good. And I'm kind <laughs> of like, mm. And it's like, hey, I've got someone awesome for you to take over in the meantime. They start in July. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, it like, was like, yeah, so you'll be all right from, like, you, you know, the end of March till July. And I was like, yeah. Like, is your advice, like, so sorry, you're kind of the, like, do you, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> but do you be, think yeah. I'll be okay till July? Like, that's kind of what the payment is for. And so, uh, look, we may have started the episode already, and I'm very content to share that information. Um, for our American listeners, um, people who identify as female over a certain age in Australia are all called either Bev or Roz. Uh, there is no age you can be uh, under. 55 or over 70 really and so i've got a very kindly mental health nurse uh to get me through between uh my maternity leave therapist and the new therapist will be coming in in july and shag so long as i'm airing my dirty laundry do you want to hear like this like fucking like who are we like we're on fall off the edge of the world spooko mode (laughs) like we're in our everything's mad era one of the things she's like is like so before she left, my cycle leave was like, hey, I think the new cycle will be really good for you because she's really good at sort of diagnosing and then dealing with um, like late diagnosis autism in adults. And I'm like, so I think you guys can have a really good chat. I'm like, okay. That's not how you find out about it. No. Like, I'm kind of like, oh, look, do you think I'm autistic? And she's like, mm, fucking, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Nah, maybe not. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not my area. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, mis- I'm misrepresenting her, for, like, for amusement's sake. But she's like, so, you know, how would you feel if, if you were diagnosed, like, like if you were described as autistic? And I'd be like, mm, fucking, I don't know, pretty much the same. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, yeah, all right, that's cool. Um, but, Jack, on the topic, I thought I'd just Google Spooko before we started today. And it turns out that there's a Polish word that is, um, I looked for the pronunciation of it, right? So, firstly, I went to the I went to the uh, pronunciation bot that was the first res- like that had the best SEO um, and the best SEO pronunciation bot. If I put in the spelling, I was like, "How do you pronounce this word?" Get ready. I'll turn the volume up and do it one more time. Spoko. And it's like yes, yeah, Spoko. And it's like well, it's obviously not that. 
And so essentially it's spoko. And if we're in Poland, it essentially means like chill, like relax, like spoko. <laughs> and so I actually thought it was a really cool little mantra for us, Shag on Spooko this week. We can be in a spoko era because there was a, a charming Polish instructor who said that, you know, if you're driving to a restaurant and you think you're running late, you might reply like spoko, which means like, eh, don't worry, we'll get there on time. Or, eh, don't worry, 10 minutes late's fine. So, Shag, welcome to a spoko episode of Spooko. Well, I, I would like to say spoko to... <laughs> you're really picking it up, Shag. Like, no, no, I am. You picked I it am. up straight away. I am, I am. And I just want to say that to everybody who is up in arms mm. about... Uh, our episode from a couple of weeks ago when we did the invitation mm. and everyone was like, guys, that's the wrong invitation. And what? Let, let, let me, no, 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 but let me explain. Let me explain. Fucking right? Spock so, ordered, like, <laughs> Spock <out of> that. <laughs> but, but look, let me explain. Let me explain. Yeah, okay. So, you know, in my field of expertise, which was, you know, copywriting coming up, mm. naming conventions is an important part of writing, right? I'm mm. sure it's the same for law, right? Mm. Like there are very specific ways you have to write things. Precisely. Yes. Now, for the titles of Spooko episodes, obviously it changes a bit, but I always make sure that it's a number, yep. it's a period, and then that li- that means I've got both a colon and parentheses to use if we have guests. I usually use parentheses for guests. Mm. Um, I use a, col- like a colon if there's like a subtitle, all sorts of things. But what I also do is if... If we're doing an episode for a film, mm. and I know that there are multiple horror films with that name, and that happens a lot, sometimes from remakes, sometimes from just films that are just completely different, I put the year in parentheses. Now, I'm not saying that when you give us <laughs> friendship homework, you have to follow our naming conventions, but what I am saying is you can't blame us if you don't follow those conventions and we get it wrong. But also, like, it would be nice if you did use our naming conventions. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe you don't have to, but <laughs> it'd help. <laughs> but, Jack Spock, oh, I'm sure everything was fine. Everything's fine. Well, <laughs> you know, like, one of the cool things about it was, and mm. to be fair, like, don't get me wrong, I love Feel Bad Club, and everyone was really nice <laughs> in that way where it's like, guys, amazing that you covered the invitation from 2022. <laughs> Would you be able to cover the film that I actually requested? Oh, sick. Which are is- we serious? Like, are we going back? <laughs> yeah, so so friendship homework era mm. means actually responding, right? And it's like, you know, if we get it wrong, we'll we'll do the right one. So today, Peach, I've gone back <laughs> to films called The Invitation to find another film called The Invitation. <laughs> are you confident this is the one or are we guessing again? How funny would it be if this wasn't the right one? And everyone was like, guys, again, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Good, you know. No, no, like Spock another... Law about it. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, now, fuck, now you're freaking me out. I hope this is the right one. I assume this is the right one. <laughs> I think this is the right one. Peach, today we're doing a 2015 American horror film yes. called The Invitation. Sparkle. I'm so glad you're here. We've got a lot to talk about. So much to celebrate tonight. Each and every one of us is on a journey, and we feel that it's important to be on that journey with the people you love. Bars on windows and no? Security. Safer. You've been acting so suspicious of our hospitality. Well, Jesus. We don't 
see you for two years, and then all of a sudden, we get invited to this lavish dinner. Don't tell me that this is normal. What do you think is happening, Will? This beautiful moment is upon us. Tonight is the night our faith is made real. Fuck, that's the most boring trailer I've ever watched. Shake like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to make my way through life and respect artists. But the fuck, like, that felt like it was made in 1976 and was all one shot, just of a, you know, a middle distance landscape in the distance of the bird flying over the top or something. Fuck, that was boring. All right, well, look, Peach, this isn't going to make you feel any better. When I say this movie is basically a play, oh, like it I is, thought it no, might no, no. be a play. Wait, 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 wait. This is literally what happens. It is a dinner party no. with old friends no. where secrets are revealed and old tensions bubble back to the surface. Oh, like literally God, that's the plot of this It is itself. a play. It's a plot of every play. <laughs> oh, but but there's a couple sake. of things. There's a couple of things that it has in its favour. And actually, like, I really enjoyed this film. I'm I'm glad. I've started exploring all the horror films called The Invitation. The Invitation is a great genre. <laughs> yeah, this is my favourite genre. Horror films called The Invitation. So it's directed by Karen Kusama. Does that name ring a bell? Not yet, but I'm, you've piqued my interest, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> because she directed Jennifer's Body. Oh, snap. Okay, sick. So... Like it has, like it has really good pedigree in that sense. But also, one of the things I love about this film is that one the of the title, central, obviously, but this one of the one of the central motivations for the main character is <clears throat> that he and his partner lost a child, and in an era where killing kids on screen is like super regular in horror films it's just it just keeps happening mm. it's really heartening to see a film where the true impact of what that would be mm. is so central to one of the main characters motivations anyway all right so let's start this film this is the invitation not from <laughs> 2022 but from 2015 Fuck, okay. i'd love it if this is the wrong one as well <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Spooko Studio should come up with a big oh, invitation sick. as well. You know what's a great idea? <laughs> we just pitch it. We'd be like, look, this is the hottest new genre in horror. Horror films called The Invitation. Horror films called The Invitation with no relationship to All the studio exams are like, mm, you've piqued my interest. This is uh, something a bit spicy about this proposal. We love years in parentheses. We love having to put years in parentheses in our shit. <laughs> Imagine if the title had the year in parentheses so you knew. Oh, Shane. We're back. I love oh. being back. <laughs> All right. Okay. Mm. So it begins with our main character, Will, driving his girlfriend, Kira, to the Hollywood Hills home of his ex-wife, Eden. Oh, that sucks. Like, that already feels so 2015. Like, that does feel like a movie that could never get made today. It, it's such a cliche, but the pandemic made us realise how boring most of our stories were before. 
Huge and how much leap. we were obsessed about like a, a life that was very pedestrian. Anyway, can you ever be friends with your ex-wife, man? It's like that's like there's no more boring question than that. <laughs> like I don't give a fuck if you can. <laughs> but okay, so what I think is interesting is mm. on the on the drive. So it starts with like a cold open where they're driving in the car. Mm. There's some tension between the two of them, or there's some tension about the night, and they hit a coyote on the way. Boo, jump scare um, start, don't like it. Yeah. Then they jump back in the car. Mm. It's like a title sequence and it's this really ominous title sequence as we follow the car going to the house. So mm. straight away it sets you up to be like, Ooh-wee. you know, where this car is going mm. is not leading anywhere good. So Will and Eden divorced after the accidental death of their young son, Ty. And what I think is amazing about this film is how well, and again, because it's basically a play, so it has no right to <laughs> be able to do, but it really does. It does, it like, it uses the format really well, is how much Karen uses this film to show how much memory is linked to experience, right? So going back mm-hmm. to this house that they shared with their son, when he's using the tap, he remembers teaching his son how to wash his hands. When oh, fuck, he this sits is on be a the heartbreaking be- film, so this is why you don't kill kids in films. But this is what's amazing, right? Like, and I, like, I, I, I think it's wild that we're talking about it, but it's mm. like it's so rare that the real impacts of killing, like killing kids in film, now is shock value. It's like, yeah. it's the, it's the Not new a jump kid. scare. Oh shit, we killed. <laughs> yeah, them. it's like, it's like, see this kid? We wouldn't kill it, would we? <laughs> oh. Like, it's that, right? Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. what it is. So while Will is at this part, and this won't be in the Wikipedia synopsis, mm. but while he's at this house, he can never properly relax because he's just constantly surrounded by reminders of his kid. And there's even a moment where everybody's just, like, eating at the table and it brings him back to a barbecue where they, they were holding for their son's, like, fifth birthday. Like, it's it's just gorgeously done. This is This is a dreamlike film. And I remember at the start being, like, yeah, totally. Maybe the first 30 minutes as it really is a dinner party of old friends and mm. tension starting to rise, Ugh. I was like, fuck the invitation. I'm getting in huge, this is dumb. And it's like, Shaggy, I hope I'm just emanating this is dumb from over here. Nah, this, this, this movie actually rules. Okay, okay. so all right. So, so Eden now lives at this house with her new partner, David, uh, and they met at a grief support group in Mexico. I don't know if it- Oh, if, my if God. It, do these people have no social, like, mores at all? Like, what? Yeah, I guess that's probably the thrust of the film. But, uh. Well, it is. And it turns out that this this grief group is called The Invitation. And the whole idea is, like, that from, from early on, there's implications that maybe it's a bit cultish, but it's helped them get over the death of Ty. Well, the new partner didn't need to get it. The new partner had never met. <laughs> well, no, but I think I think maybe the new partner had. I don't know. I can't remember uh, if that came up in the their film. own. Yeah, yeah, because they okay. both met at a grief conference. Sorry, yes, exactly as you say, a grief conference. Oh, it's probably God. not a grief conference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most people was a grief conference. Like, hey, imagine bro, all the swag you'd bring home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got a mid like mid spec iPad. It's awesome. It's only slightly worse than the existing iPad I've got. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, so their other dinner guests are Tommy, Tommy's boyfriend Miguel, and friends Ben, Claire, and Gina. It's the first time this group has been together in over two years. Gina mentions that her boyfriend Choi is running late. Eden introduces Sadi, a girl she and David met in Mexico who is now staying with them. 
And Sadi's got like kind of like crazy eyes vibe. Oh god. Like magical external person, magical other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um throughout the evening, Will wanders through his former home and relives memories. Okay, there you go. Including Eden's attempted suicide. So y- you you feel the full impact of the death of this kid, which is pretty remarkable in a horror film. Will witnesses Eden slap Ben when he makes a joke about her ideas on expelling pain. Eden and David's friend Pruitt arrives. David locks the front door, explaining that there was a home invasion in the neighbourhood. What's really cool is they do a really good job of just slowly setting up the unsettling nature of this situation. Like somebody comments on the fact that there are bars on the window and when Will lived there, there weren't bars on the window. And then when he's like, why are you locking the door? And they keep explaining it away like there's more crime in the neighbourhood. But Will never quite accepts this. Anyway, later on, Will goes outside for firewood and through Eden's bedroom window sees Eden hiding a pill bottle that he later learns contain the barbiturate uh, phenobarbital. Man, alcohol is a barbiturate. Like, I stand by caffeine and booze being the best drugs I consider I'm ever likely to encounter. So, you know, I don't know why you go for pill version barbiturates. But anyway. So David and Eden tell their guests about a cult-like group they joined, along with Pruitt and Sadi, called The Invitation, which helps people work through their grief. David shows everyone a video in which the group's leader, Dr. Joseph, comforts a dying woman as she takes her last breaths. The guests then play a game of I Want, in which Sadi's like, Sadi kisses Gina. It's sort of this weird game where they're like, just I just want you to be honest and... You know, open up with your real desires. Let's all just be honest adults. This, like, again, 2015 feels like a century ago. <laughs> like, what is this fucking film even about? None of these are real characters. So, Sadi kisses Gina, Eden kisses Ben. And oh, no, Pru- so is this people being, I want, oh, I want to kiss someone who I'm not in a relationship with? Yeah, and then Pruitt uh, Fuck, reveals that sucks. That- like, that, like, I'm so sorry just to get really hung up on that. Like, imagine if I was at a party, if, Shag, if it was, like, you, me, and, like, four other people, and I was like, Shag, I really want to kiss person three. And then <laughs> I went and did that. Like, that, you're not going to have fun at that part. Like, you're going to be like, oh, my God, Peach and person three are kissing. It's like, that's the most boring shit I've ever heard. And it is super awkward for, like, I think at, at this point, one of the girls tries to get up and leave. And, oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. It's explained here. Okay, cool. The last Wikipedias haven't been amazing. This one's actually pretty good, so I'm just going to let this Wikipedia do it. Yeah, okay, let's 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 do it. I'm having fun. Well, so I'm, I'm getting gently pissed off, but I'm actually having fun. Not doing it. They play the the a lot of the adults like kiss adults who they're not you know romantically attached to. <sighs> Meanwhile, one of the adults, Pruitt, confesses to killing his wife and doing time in prison. But is that an I want? Would I want to confess having done that? I can't remember what happens, but I, I think he's basically like, I just want to tell everyone why I'm here. And or why I joined the invitation. Okay. It is. Um, but Pruitt is kind of like, so there's there's the couple, there's Eden and her new partner who have the house. There's Sadi, mm. who's their hanger on, and there's Pruitt. Mm. We're all clearly like, you know. Cult, cult, cult. Cult members of the invitation. Yes. Yeah, and the rest are just their old friends who've been invited to a dinner party. Uh, where um, all tensions are right. It's a fucking exactly. place. It's a play. It's a play, straight up. Mm. Um, so Claire is just a bit weirded out by 
like by the game and is like, you know what? I feel uncomfortable. I want to leave. And Eden and her partner really try to make, like in an almost like awkwardly forceful way, try to make her stay. She eventually leaves. And then she's followed out by Pruitt, who's like, hey, my car's blocking yours. Will watches from the window, notices that Pruitt is about to go into Claire's car and is worried something's about to happen. But that's when David, Eden's partner, confronts Will and is like, you know, we need to talk. You're being too suspicious. This is really silly. Like you're being too suspicious. <laughs> he is being a bit suspicious, though. That's just so weird, Jag. I don't like, like, are there any real characters having any real, di- like, uh, yeah. Look, it's it's very playy. Yeah, okay. There's there's even this one, like, there was this one scene that I was like, I need to write this down because it's so awkwardly play-like in the way that it's like, how do we get the audience to focus on these two characters? So at one point, one of Will's old friends sits him down on the uh, on the staircase and she goes, ask me a question. Oh, God. <laughs> and I must say, it's like, oh, there are a lot more bars on the windows than there used to be when I lived here. <laughs> Feels like a line from a play as well. <laughs> Show, don't tell the invitation. And you could imagine in the play mm. as well, You'd have the lighting guy rig it up so there's, like, the lighting that looks like it's coming through slats. Oh, so you then have that shining on the characters to just emphasize the bars on the window. Uh, another bad aside, are there many horror plays? I actually don't think there are. When I, I don't think so. Mm. Somebody suggested that you should watch, what's that one about the, the demon barber who- Oh, oh, oh. Edward Suzanne's Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. Yeah, <laughs> Edward Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Apparently there's a Groundhog Day musical that sort of attracts me conceptually. I don't know. I just like it's a great movie. Does it ne- like does everything need to be a musical if it's successful? Well, just does everything need to be a franchise kind of thing of like Anyway, all right. Okay. 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 So It would be funny if there was a The Invitation musical that is in fact <laughs> <laughs> what our friendship homework really was. was for me to watch yeah, they that. were like, guys, we meant the musical. <laughs> okay. All right. After dinner, mm. Will peers through a crack door and sees Sadi making odd faces into a mirror. And the odd faces she's making, she's kind of making like death faces, I guess. Like, mm. or like, like, or like, like, you know, like. Yeah, she's the mystical other. She's mysterious. She's a little bit freaky. Mm. She's from another country. Boo, boo. She makes eye contact with him, follows him outside. Again, is sort of like, why are you being suspicious? Propositions him to have sex. And he's like, no, I don't even know you. And she's like, but that's what we did down in Mexico. Everybody just slept with everyone else. It was amazing. And he's like, please leave me alone. This is super, super awkward. Uh, this like this is really dumb, Shag. People like what, like imagine if you'd proposition someone, they said no, and then they say, "But I in another country, I did this." <laughs> like it's just so. It's just like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> <sighs> You'd be like, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> no, okay. So what happened in yeah. the other country? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, wait, tell me more. Yeah. Okay, all right, okay, so. Will talks with Tommy about the weird, unsafe atmosphere he feels at the party. But Tommy reassures Tommy's just one of the other friends who are there. Mm. There's a bunch of friends. But Tommy reassures him that it is natural to feel strange about visiting the house and that Will is brave for showing up. Uh, but there's well, like a party vibe is such a delicate thing. Like everything has to go right. Well, like 80% of 85% of stuff has to go perfectly for a party to go well. 
like or, or like people's attitudes and stuff. Like, it, like if a if a vibe starts to die even slightly at a party, the whole thing comes crashing down. That is such a good call. And like you know, here's like, you posed a hypothetical before. I'm going to pose a hypothetical. Yeah. You like, and I'm not like, oh my god, like I. This is you. This is an imaginary version of you. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm still listening. An, an imaginary version of you has a five-year-old child that dies. Mm. I then move into the house where you raise that child, mm. and then I invite you over for a dinner party at that house. Yeah, and you're like, Peach, why fucking don't buzz them? Don't kill the vibe so much, Peach, you fucking asshole. <laughs> just have fun. Stop being so weird. But, like, the other thing is just how delicate it is. You know when you're at a table, like, a couple might have might just obviously be even just a bit tired or just yeah. a bit distracted. Like the, like, the vibe of a party is so delicate. And if people are starting to feel paranoid or bullied into staying, oh. like, the thing just crumples into itself. Anyway, anyway. So they really should have got me on as a dinner party <laughs> consultant. <laughs> so, so, so. Mm. Actually, that's such a good point because every play is like the dinner party immediately goes south, but somehow everybody just sticks around. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's still going, but there's still, still a little bit of tension in the air. It's like, <laughs> All right. But, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Mm. So I'm loving doing it, though, I've got to say. I'm having a great time, having a blast. Got a kombucha right here. It's good stuff. He returns to the party while Will stays outside. Now, no one's been able to get reception at this house for a while, but Will finally gets some reception, and he gets a voicemail from Choi indicating that he was at Eden and David's doorstep before the other guests. So he gets his voicemail being like, hey, Will, hopefully you'll be here soon. I'm about to go into this party, and I don't know anyone, so hopefully you'll be here soon. But Choi's not here anymore. With everything that's been happening... Hearing about this cult, the mm. bars, the locking of the doors, the weirdness with Pruitt, you know, chasing Claire. He's like, something's going on. Where the fuck's Choi? Mm. I don't believe it. I want to know why isn't anybody talking about this? This whole night's really weird. And also, that would be the ultimate killer of the vibe. Like, the moment something does, someone does that, yeah. dinner party's over. And, you, like, just even if you're just distracted, you're like, look, sorry, sorry, everyone. Is it, like, Choi was here before. Um, it, like, I don't care about main cause. Could, like, can we just figure out what's going on? Yeah. Mm. All right. So, presuming that David and Eden must have done something to Choi, Will angrily confronts the couple about their strange behavior and links to the cult. Choi then arrives unexpectedly, explaining that he was called away by work. Will is embarrassed and basically goes, it's all in my head. It's because I'm at this house where my son died. Mm. And the- these are the reasons. I'm sorry to everyone. Uh, and the others assume his residual grief over Ty's death is causing him to brave irrationally, so they forgive him. David then lights a red lantern in the garden, which is like a really cool moment. While that's happening, Will finds a laptop with a foreboding message from Dr. Joseph, who's the leader of the cult, who's basically like, look, I know oh, some people have- Oh, sick. What are we, a death yeah. cult? All right. So he's like, I know, I know you all have doubts, but, like, this is it. This is our moment. So they go back to, to like, I guess to have the final toast of the dinner yeah, party. Okay. I, don't, I don't go to that many dinner parties, but it's, it's the moment of the dinner party yeah, where everyone- Yeah, Everyone's like, so everyone's having a weird time? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> the final toast is going up to set everything straight. <laughs> so, so Eden pours drinks for the guests to toast, but Will smashes the glasses, fearing they are poisoned. Sadi attacks Will, 
who inadvertently knocks her unconscious in the scuffle. Gina, who had sipped her drink before Will's intervention, collapses and dies with movie poison foam bubbling out of her mouth. Uh, yeah, okay. David, Pruitt, and a recovered Sadie begin attacking the guests one by one, killing Miguel, Choi, and Ben, and just ruthlessly with, like, a gun and a knife, just going th- through them one by one, Why killing them. Why do they even care? Sure They're about to be dead. Okay, yep. Will, Kira, and Tommy flee and hide in the house. Will overhears David tell Eden that they have been chosen and they're just finishing what they had started, even though Eden's like, it was supposed to be really easy. We were supposed to all go to sleep and then all ascend together. And David's like, look, we just need to finish this step by step and then we can leave the earth and be free of our pain. And, and there's, something, uh, there's something I really quite like mm. about the idea of a cult capturing people who've lost a loved one there's something so insidious yeah, about that. Yeah, like I, I think it's people. Yeah, love yeah. It. I think it's quite like quite a, like a good movie death cult. Mm. Anyway, Tommy fatally wounds Sadi with a fireplace poker. Pruitt finds and attacks Will and Kira, who beats him to death with a wine bottle. Eden shoots Will, wounding him. Then, realizing what she's done, remorsefully shoots herself in the stomach. In the stomach. Oh, it's rough. Uh, David stalks the survivors with a knife. But Tommy disarms and stabs him to death. Eden apologizes to Will and asks him to take her outside. Will, Kira, and Tommy carry the dying Eden into the garden, where they hear sirens and screams and helicopters overhead. They see more than a dozen nearby homes with red lanterns and realize that Los Angeles is erupting in chaos as other members of the invitation carry out similar plans. Um, yeah, like a moderate, like uh, the fact that none of the characters had any resonance and none of the dialogue, which I suppose I didn't really hear any of. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm really sorry. Like this film, yeah, it's, it's a boring play for the first half hour and then it ramps up and it's very entertaining, even though it like from early on, you're introduced to them being in a cult. It was kind of an unexpected ending. I love the twist at the end yeah. with the Red Lanterns. I don't know. What did you think? I, I suspect each of the other 12 locations or like 42 locations where the Invitation Lantern was lit were more interesting than the one we had. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> this, this strikes like this strikes me as the most boring of the Invitation dinner parties. Like I imagine what you're assembling all your friends you want to ascend to heaven with or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, like if I was going to do that, I wouldn't make it like weird and sort of shit. I'd be like, dudes, great news for you all. We're going to have the best party of our lives rather than, yeah, just a fucking weird vibe shit time. Like life's very short, Shag, and going to a bad party is a bad vibe. And also like you're in a cult mm. that's trying to get rid of your pain from losing someone. Mm. And and I get that. So you, you all die together and you ascend to see your loved ones. Mm. But then you invite friends, like, you invite friends who probably don't have a big loss in their life. Well, Choi, like, he's fucking, he's busy at work and he only knows two people there. <laughs> or whatever. Like, what's, yeah. I mean, you choose who you're going to heaven with and it was like, oh, yeah, we did have a nice time with Shag and Adele. Um, yeah, so let's put them on. It's oh, like, fuck, oh, I, I didn't think about it. You're actually doing something nice. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they were cool. Yeah, let's invite them. To the mass suicide. Yeah. Like, you're putting a profound amount of faith in it not being a fucking, like, pr- like punked cult. 
I, yeah, I, like it's just sort of left. Yeah, a never weird. trust a cult that's run by Ashton <laughs> Kutcher. <laughs> that's a great idea. But by 2002, Ashton Kutcher. It's like, I've got all your fellow cult members right here in the back. Shag, it's one of my two favorite films titled The Invitation that I've heard about. And I think uh, I can see now why it gave birth to a genre that we continue to celebrate to this day. I can't wait to find out that we did the wrong invitation again. Uh, This was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh's, what's up?